Welcome to Travel Unites Us, a podcast featuring stories straight from the heart of travel. I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'll be your co-pilot on this journey. My friend Rich D'Ambrosio and I started Travel Unites Us to share the human stories from real travelers, stories that get to the heart of who they are and what they do. Rich will be your host on this episode. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community. Hey, how are you? Hola! <laughs> Thank you for taking time out today. We're talking to Lori Gold. Lori, I've known you for about a year and a half now. So explain a little bit about yourself and then <laughs> we'll go to the back of the room and, and this beautiful beach. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm from Toronto. Um, lived there my whole life. Um, and I was married and I was sort of, you know, stuck there because of that. And then when that ended, um, I realized I don't, well, I never really liked Toronto, but that, you know, <laughs> Canadians really don't move around like Americans. You know, no American is really from where they, or lives where they were from. Yeah. That's for the most part, you know, people move for the most part. Yep. They go to college and then they stay there or whatever. Canadians don't really do that. You're born someplace and you stay there forever. Um, and that wasn't something I was interested in. Um, so when I had the opportunity, I decided to leave. And the reason I chose here was because whenever I would come here for work, which was quite often, I never wanted to leave. It was just this feeling of like home when I was here and, and comfort. And yes. I mean, beautiful. And so I never really wanted to leave. And um, I just decided to... To make that move and that was um four years just about four years ago right and originally you lived in kind of the outskirts of downtown cancun no i lived in playa del carmen oh it was playa del carmen i lived okay. in playa del carmen until um i moved here i live in puerto aventuras now and i moved here in september right. but before that i lived um in playa del carmen in a few different uh buildings over there and um just this week i got my temporary residency approved so fantastic <laughs> yeah. and introduce your fine young gentleman behind you and this is my Whoa. boyfriend aaron hey aaron you're better with words <laughs> he is from veracruz mexico but he's been living here for a very long time um and we met here in oh, 15 years 15 yeah. years or so mm -hmm. So now, um, the two of you travel quite a bit, or up until coronavirus, you guys travel quite a bit. We, well, I have. Um, together, we haven't that much. Actually, this was our year to start doing that. Last year, we kind of had some health issues, so we didn't um, travel much. Uh, and this year, we have some trips planned, which one is already canceled. The second one will probably be canceled. Um, so we'll see what happens, because this was, this was our year. So, and now it's no longer our year. <laughs> so... Lori, I've, I have followed some of your journeys. Um, you have traveled at least all over Mexico that I can remember. You did a couple of Caribbean trips in the last 18 to 24 months. What does travel mean to you in terms of this Toronto girl who didn't travel a lot, didn't move around a lot, and now you live this lifestyle? What, what's the attraction to it? And how is it you were able to, to just settle into Mexico? So was it easy? Was it difficult? Uh, loaded question. Um, it was actually pretty easy, which is weird because I, I don't know any Spanish. I still don't. Um, and I know a little, I can understand a little bit, but I can't speak it at all. Um, and, um, I have a, a personal translator with me at all times though, so I don't really have to. Um, but 
um, Playa del Carmen is a really uh, has a massive expat community, yeah. um, so it's really easy to meet other expats and get involved. And Mexicans, of course. Um, I actually didn't really go that route, and I made um, outside of that, I made friends who were um, American or Canadian or from Europe, um, but not through. But they have a lot of events and things that they plan so that people can meet people. I met people other ways um, and right. have some great friends uh, that live there. And um, I, yeah, I grew up not really traveling that much. My my family had a condo in Miami Beach, so I grew up going there for every vacation because we had that. So why would we go anywhere else? Um, so really, um, you know, I only started traveling once I got into the travel business. And uh, you know, once you get the bug, you just can't stop. Yep. So um, is do you know Ed Cotton there in Playa? Yeah. You know Ed. Um, he's a dear friend. I love him dearly. Um, Tell me about some of the people in both of your lives who who symbolize this concept that travel unites us, that that people aren't the same everywhere, and that you know the differences that might appear on the surface are easily overcome. Anybody that you've met in other than Aaron <laughs> that you've met in Mexico where you're like, wow, th these are the kinds of people that make me realize you could find the same person just about yeah, anywhere. Yeah, I mean. Well, you know, Aaron's a great example, of course, because we just fit so well together. We mesh so well together. And we, we had completely different upbringings and lives and, and everything like that. Um, a few months ago, I went to a friend's birthday party on a rooftop here in Playa at a pool. And she is from France and her friends are sort of from all over. There was, you know, a bunch of Mexican people there. There was, uh, you know, people from Europe and a lot from Toronto, like from everywhere, the U.S. And um, I connected with... A girl from the UK and our lives were like we had the same story it was really weird like we had the exact same story and we both ended up on this rooftop in Playa del Carmen and grew up you know in different different countries and everything like that it was you know it was interesting different so now does she, does she live there in Mexico or does she, she does, live yeah. in yep. no, she does. Mm -hmm. and um, so tell me when you have traveled um, when you think about the places that you've been to how would you say the memories um, stay with you, the places that you visited, the sites you saw versus the people that were in those places? Can you, can you describe you know, a, a situation where you thought it was going to be the Eiffel Tower, but it was actually the person who sold you the baguette on the street? Yeah, have you had I those have, moments? I have a perfect example of that, actually. Um, I went to New Zealand um, I, almost two years ago, and it was the most spectacular trip I've ever been on, probably. It was put on by Virtuoso. It was a fam, and it was just above and beyond, you know, helicopters every day and a private plane and the top of the top experiences um, that, that one could ever have. Um, and we we stayed at one hotel, which was um, spectacular. I mean, it's not even a hotel. There's four individual cabins. Um, I can't remember the name right now for some reason. That's okay. When you I get to 55, it, it gets worse. <laughs> it's, it's gonna kill me. But anyway, um, the time that we had there, I mean, it was it was cold. It was really cold and miserable and rainy and um, not the best weather for experiencing that place. But um, we had the most incredible time with the owner um, who was there with us, and um, his name is Matt Wallace. And um, he unfortunately died um, in right the helicopter after that, accident. In the helicopter crash. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that. He, he almost like shaped that part of our trip, like just t like talking to him and learning about his life and how he grew up in New Zealand, you know, riding on the outskirts of like the helicopter with his dad and how many 
crashes his dad was in and survived and um you know that his, his dad would drop the four brothers in like a little um valley and leave them there for the day to entertain themselves like just really interesting unique stories um and that like that's what i remember the most about new zealand um and it was him it was him who made who made that really absolutely i i I can totally empathize and and picture people who I've met where I've just said, "Holy cow!" There's a there's a gentleman who is the uh, director of sales at the um, Eskaret Hotel. He's Finnish, and um, the conversation he and I had in the hotel lobby bar when we just to meet each other uh, about two years ago, I was there, and just hearing about his life and how. You know, Finland wasn't the place for him. And he, he arrives in Mexico and he's in the lodging industry and how he just fell in love with the culture and he fell in love with a woman, a Mexican woman. And now, you know, this is his life and he just doesn't see, you know, he doesn't see boundaries. He doesn't see. And it just, I left that hotel saying to myself, this is my tribe. People who just look at everybody and say, every country is my country. You know, immerse me, let me find out what has been the easiest thing for you to adapt to in Mexico? What, what have you found is so natural for you that you're that you're now? Sorry, I just want to go back. It's Minaret Station. Minaret is the hotel. The name Minaret of the Station. Hotel. Okay. Um, in Mexico, I I mean, life is pretty easy here. It's it's relaxed. I mean, no, there, it's not pretentious. Um, it's not like in Canada. I feel like it's more keeping up with the Joneses and the U.S. too. You know, and yes. I don't find that here at all. You know, you can wear um, a cover-up and a bathing suit, and nobody judges anybody. And um, you know, that's just been really nice and, and I guess relaxing. <laughs> it's just an easy way to live, really. Aaron, did you did you ever expect that you were going to fall in love with a woman from Canada? <laughs> well, it sort of happened, and I'm glad it did. But uh, yeah, it was pretty easy to fall in love with her. As you see, it's a pretty amazing woman. And and isn't that wonderful that two people from totally different worlds, and it just doesn't make a darn bit of difference. Yeah, totally different, but. Uh, we get along pretty well. We actually lived with his mom last year for a few months, and she doesn't speak any English, and we got along amazing. And just we used what we could to communicate and get the message across, and I love her. She's yeah. the best, you know? It's, you know, uh, I have not had that experience maybe one day. Um, my in-laws were not exactly the people I wanted that well in my life. <laughs> Me too, originally. <laughs> <laughs> Another great. <laughs> so... What's it like there right now in the middle of this madness? Do you, um, I'm not sure, I try not to absorb too much of the media today. It's, it's, it's a very oppressive thing. I'm aware of what's going on in New York. Uh, I'm definitely aware in terms of, you know, trying to make sure I've got three children, 24, 20, and 16. They're top of mind. The woman that I'm dating, her mother has cancer. I'm very attuned to the fact that she needs to be sequestered and, and protected and i understand sure. what lisa needs to take care of care of her mom do you guys is it do you feel a lot of it do you hear about a lot of it is life different at all currently versus maybe four to eight weeks ago well we're not the, necessarily the right people to ask about that because we stay home like 99 percent of the time as it is i mean you can see we have a beautiful view who would want to leave it <laughs> right we work from home so there's not really a need to go out and about so right our lives have not changed dramatically. Um, right. you no, know, I don't want to speak about another country and their um, 
authority, but I think I've heard that the president is not um, necessarily um, being a great leader in, in these times. Um, that being said, you know, I, I've also heard that the governor of this state is being great. And I think that um, citizens are just doing, like they're taking action regardless of what um, other people are saying. So we don't have the same type of mandated closures that you might have in some Canadian and U.S. cities right. uh, or provinces or states, but people are doing it anyway for a few reasons. First of all, because they have to, because there's no tourism, so they, they have to close up because they can't afford to keep open. Right. Um, and I think that they're just doing their part, you know, and, and it's changing slowly. The other On Tuesday, actually, we went to a grocery store here that's very small. It's open air, so there's no door to get in. It's just wide open, and it's, it's cramped on a normal day. It's, it's the aisles are tight, the lineups are long, and that day was no different. However, um, the next day, they put a, a door up and left a small little opening that you have to go through, and they gave you a mask and gloves and only allowed a certain amount of people in at a time. So right. people are just taking it onto themselves to take, um, to take measures, and I've seen a ton of masks. Um, our neighborhood is empty. You know, there's no tourism anymore. It's gone. I mean... Um, some people are worried because Semana Santa, which is the, you know a big holiday here in Mexico around Easter, that week is when yes. um, the Mexicans have off Holy and, week. and yeah. they come here you know for vacation. So people are worried that that might be a problem. But I'm hoping that a lot of them will know not to come. And you know if their hotels are shut down, then they can't come. They have no place so, to stay anyway. Yeah. So if you had a message for anyone who is isolated right now. Um, maybe doesn't have a lot of hope that they'll be traveling again soon. Um, what would you say to somebody as a travel advisor who does this professionally? Um, you've been through a couple, I think you were through the, um, were you, did you go through the, uh, 2007, 2008, um, financial decline? I did, but I, I was sort of newer, so it didn't hit me that much at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is really the first major, major thing um, that I've had to deal with. Um, you know what? It, it's really hard to say because nobody knows what, what's going to happen. And, and right now, like in Canada, at least, our tour operators and our airlines are giving like April 30th as a date. But we all know that that's not really realistic. And they're just probably saying that in, for now and then they will keep extending it. But um, what I have seen is how flexible um, airlines and tour operators are have been with new bookings. Um, so it's a good opportunity, I guess, if people feel comfortable to sort of look forward to and plan another trip, knowing that they have the flexibility to change or cancel it should things change down the road, but at least have something to look forward to. I mean, yep. that's all you can really do at this point, if you feel comfortable. So when you guys, when, when the travel restrictions lift, the airlines start flying again, the hotels, the resorts are opening again, What's the first place the two of you want to go visit? Well, we actually have a trip booked for May 1st, and I'm not canceling it yet. I'm, I'm good, optimistic. And um, it's to Costa Rica. Aaron's dad lives there, um, and we haven't been there together. We've been there separately, but we have a, a 12 or 13-night trip plan that I really, really want to go on. Yeah. <laughs> we really, really want to go on, and I don't want to cancel it. So we'll see. If that doesn't happen, um, then maybe we'll try and plan it again. Um, because uh, San Jose, Costa Rica is only about two and a half hours or less from here. Direct flight from Cancun. It's very easy. So that's, I think, the number one trip right now. Um, and then um, I'm missing, I'm supposed to be going home. We were supposed to be going to Toronto April 6th, 7th, and that's not happening. So hopefully we'll get there in May as well. But right. who knows at this point. 
So this this video is going to be um, in a place where you have a sister in Toronto. Yeah. Yep. So if you uh, if you want to sign off, what would you like to say to your sister right now? <laughs> be there soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both for taking time out. It looks beautiful. I want to be down on that beach within the next couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> Thank you both. I wish you a wonderful Easter, a wonderful Passover, Lori. Thank you. Um, just, you know, stay safe and uh, you we'll as much as soon as possible. You too. Be well, okay, Richard. Guys, take Bye. care. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community.